0: Food and business, one of my two favorite topics and the things that excite me. I love food, how about you? And business, of course, I love it because I wish for everybody to have their own business for this reason. So you can choose your own hours, be your own boss, choose how much money you want to earn, choose when you go on holidays, and most importantly, choose who you want to work with. Uh, So many people complain to me daily, I don't like my boss or I don't like the customers or I don't like the people I work with or there's something about the people in my business. Often business owners will, will share with me, this would be a great business if it wasn't for the people. So if you are planning on starting a business, you're excited about it, or if you are in business or you want to change the business that you're in to be in that position where you can choose the people that you work with. The question is target marketing and it's one of those statements that gets thrown out at at business university degrees, I'm doing a marketing degree or we spend millions and I certainly have spent millions of dollars on experts in marketing and I think that uh, it's a bit more of an art than a science (laughs) and I think it's a bit more guesswork than it is science when it comes to uh, how do we attract the right people into our business but How about we have a look at uh, how marketing and food and business all come together and why have I got all this food in front of me? There's some really cool ways to pick your target market, to pick the people that you want to work with. So if I'm trying to sell a product or a service to a vegan vegetarian, why on earth would I try and sell them packaged ham? Why on earth would I try and sell them packaged cheese? They're never gonna eat it, they don't eat cheese, they don't eat meat, they're a vegan vegetarian. So whatever product or service you have, could a really great question to be asked, this product or service that I have, who are the people that are gonna buy it? Uh, If I'm trying to sell, bread to people who believe that carbohydrates going to make them fat, could that be a waste of my time? If I, on the other hand, am trying to sell my bread to people like me who are connoisseurs of bread, oh, I love it. I love all kinds of bread. Bread rolls, sliced bread, crumpets, muffins, bagels, pizza base, non-bread. I don't care. I love bread. So if you've got bread to sell, I'm your target market because I love bread. But why would you try and sell bread to people who don't eat it? So whatever product or service you're passionate about, and that's really the place to start, isn't it? The business that you go into, every expert in the world, but most importantly, the most successful business people in the world, what do you think they're going to say about what kind of business you should go in? Every single one of them says exactly the same thing. Go into the business that you are the most passionate about. Do something because you love it. And if, if it's, a oh, rephrase, is it possible that if you love it, it's easier to sell your product, but you've still got to find the right people to buy it. So if you love bread, you still won't be able to sell it. doesn't matter how passionate you are about bread. You won't be able to sell it to people who think that bread's going to make them fat or they don't like to eat bread. doesn't matter how passionate you are about Fruit and vegetables. If you come in contact with carnivores who don't eat fruit, don't eat vegetables, don't eat grains, you could have the most delicious, beautiful nectarines in the world and, and they melt in your mouth and they're juicy and gorgeous. But a carnivore's not going to eat them. So there's a really interesting concept to, to consider because one of the big challenges in business, and it has been since the day I started, and, and more importantly now that I'm in the business of education of how to have a successful business. Uh, One of the things that people complain to me about is that they can't sell their product or service or they don't have enough, enough customers and clients. And my question is always this, whatever you're trying to sell, there's only three things that people need to say when they read your marketing. So your marketing is simply everything you do to attract people into your business to want to do business with you or buy your product or service. I'll rephrase that because that's probably a really important statement. Could marketing be everything that you do to attract people into your business? Yay! (laughs) So it could be the way you answer the phone. It could be the uniform that you wear. It could be the the product or service that you have. It could be the billboards that you put up. It could be your website. It could be your Facebook. It could be your Instagram. It could be any of your social media. But marketing is everything that we do. But who are we marketing to? So when somebody reads your marketing, they watch your marketing, they listen to your marketing, they have to say these three things. That's me. That product or service, that company, that business, they're talking to me. And we actually get excited about it. When marketing works, and I'll give you an example today, I love really good running shoes. I run every day, I wear running shoes every day. Every day of my whole life, since I was 10 years of age, I wear running shoes. And up on my feed today, when I opened up my phone, some shoes came up and I just went, oh my God, that's me, they're, they're my shoes, I love them. I love white shoes, I love, I've got to have a high heel because I've got challenges with my feet and I just went, oh my God, that's me. I want those shoes. That's all they had to do. They just. But There's other people that would look at those shoes and go, well, I don't run and I don't like active wear shoes and I don't like white shoes and they don't even see it. And that's a beautiful thing about, of course, target marketing which now the the top tech companies in the world are very good at because they have so much data on all of us that they know exactly what we like and they know exactly what we've bought in the past so they can then target market to us see I don't get any ads for bicycles I've never received anywhere on my social social media an ad for a bike because I hate bikes I hate bike riding I don't want to exercise on a bike I don't like them so I don't get any ads for bikes see my point So, in your business, the people that read your marketing, listen to your marketing, watch your marketing, they have to feel that you're talking directly to them. And every day, to every business person I chat with that doesn't have the success in business that they want, it seems to be one of the major challenges is they're not talking directly to their target market. So, there's a couple of things to consider there. Uh, Number one is. If you just throw stuff out there and hope that it's going to hit somebody, and this is one of the interesting terminologies for this, it's called machine gun marketing. So if you just, uh, and you think of any movie you've ever seen where a machine gun has been used, someone sprays the room with bullets and a machine gun can throw out a lot of bullets. But the bullets will hit a chair, some glasses, the window, somebody in the ear, somebody in the shoulder, somebody in the knee. It might hit somebody in the heart, but it's not targeted for that. It seems to be to scare people. (laughs) And I think that is a lot to do with machine gun marketing. We just throw a lot of stuff out there and hope that somebody isn't going to be scared or isn't going to be uh, angry about what we're sending out there. And that's a lot to do with when you get stuff in your letterbox and when you get stuff in your social media that you don't want and somebody knocks on your door to try and sell you something. Uh, We hope that if we knock on enough doors, that somebody's going to buy our product. Well, I don't want to do business like that, and I hope that you don't either. I think that cold calling is a ridiculous thing to do because you don't know who's going to be at the other side of the door. You might be selling bread, and the person at the other side of the door is somebody who thinks that bread's going to make them fat. So let's not do machine gun marketing, which is just throw some bullets out there and hope that we hit somebody with our passion and enthusiasm. It's called sniper rifle marketing where you actually can aim at somebody specifically and hit them directly in the heart or directly in the head or both. Which means we have to know who it is that we're talking to and why they would wanna buy our product or service, whether or not they can afford to buy our product or service and whether our product or service is going to add value to their life. So that's the first part, who do I need to hit? No more machine gun marketing, yeah? I need to do some sniper rifle marketing for people. And I'll use me as an example. I love bread. So if, you, if you've got great bread to sell, I'm going to buy it because I love bread. And you've got to find those people. The next one is if I'm aiming to talk to somebody directly, then they have to feel like I'm talking to them directly. And I see so many ads now specifically on social media where this ability to talk into the camera is not even there people use notes. They talk to the side of the camera, which means they are using notes or they they don't have the ability to talk to one person at a time. Marketing is, I feel like you can help me. I feel like you've, you've going to add value to my life. And if I don't feel that, personally, then it's very unlikely that your marketing is gonna work. It's gonna be, again, machine gun marketing. So if you're using a camera, for example, to do social media videos, or you're talking into a camera to do an ad, talk directly into the camera. Because the beautiful thing about the camera is on the other side of the camera, there is only one person. And I use this example, because first of all, I love live music. So I love going to a concert, and imagine if you're at a concert and the, your most favorite musician uh, looks at you directly while they're playing music and says, thank you, Roy, for coming to my concert. Like, imagine how that would feel. <laughs> uh, and if you're sitting in the front row of any concert, you may get that where the, where the singer or the musician looks directly at you and says, thank you for coming to my concert. Or you feel like that. But the beautiful thing with the camera And this is what I love about watching the best live musicians in the world. They still know how to use the camera. Uh, If you've ever watched any of the um, talent shows like America's Got Talent, uh, Idol, uh, The Voice, any of those shows where people are performing, the people that win those competitions are, are very good, yes, at singing to the crowd, but most importantly, they're really good at singing to the camera. Because when you sing to the camera, on the other side of the camera is, yes, if you're using something like Britain's Got Talent or America's Got Talent, there's literally millions of people on the other side of the camera. But if you sing directly into the camera, the person on the other side, doesn't matter whether there's one person watching that screen or 50 people or 5,000 people watching, each individual person will feel like you're singing directly to them. So please take that on board with your marketing. Remember, marketing is everything that you do to attract people into your business. But I've got to feel like, if I'm in your target market, I've got to feel like you're talking to me. So if I I turn on the television screen and the ad goes like this, do you love bread? Do you love yummy, fresh, fluffy, white bread? (laughs) Do you love sandwiches? Do you love... Uh, crumpets first thing in the morning with butter dripping through them? And I'm going, yes, 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 because I love it. I feel like you're talking to me. Now, I want to know that I can have your product or service. So if you then say, we can deliver the most freshest, yummiest, delicious bread directly to your door. You order it today and we'll deliver it to your door tomorrow. I go, oh my God, they're talking to me and they can help me because I love bread. Be aware that if I feel like you're talking to me, I'm in your target market. If I feel like you are now adding value to my life, not only am I in your target market, but I want to buy your product or service. So find the people that are going to appreciate your product or service. They're going to be passionate about it. They're going to love it. Would it be a good idea to find the people who can afford your product or service? Uh, And just as a little side note on that, though, some of the best companies in the world that have very expensive products, So I'll use Rolex, Louis Vuitton, Chanel, uh, Bugatti cars, Mercedes cars, Porsches, Lamborghinis, Ferraris, uh, any of the top range products in the world, are very aware that I might not be able to afford the product or service today or next year, but I might be able to afford it in 10 years' time. So that's why I use products like Louis Vuitton, Mercedes, Porsche, Gucci, I've had this conversation with, where they know that the the teenager that's in the store at the moment or the teenager that's in the car dealership at the moment may not be able to afford the product or service right now. But if they're in the dealership, if they're in the store, it means they might want to buy that product or service in the future. that's why you want to have a database and why you want to keep in contact with people. And those top range companies have shared with me so many times where somebody's been coming into the store, coming into the store, coming into the store for two, three, four, five years, just looking, 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 looking. And then one day they come in and they say, please, can I buy that handbag? And they hand over $5,000 because they've been saving up because they're in that target market. Now, trying to sell a $5,000 handbag to somebody that doesn't use a handbag, silly, yeah, (laughs) But somebody who comes into your store, comes in contact with your business, comes to your website, there's a reason they came there. And that's why I use the big tech companies as an example. They know that. They know that if you Googled something, if you searched for something on a search engine, if you went to a website, if you looked at something on Instagram, if you looked at something on Facebook... They now have those details so that sometime in the future, even if you can't afford it now, there'll be a time in the future that you may want to buy it and then that's where they start feeding those ads to you. So today I had these beautiful shoes come up on my screen. They know that I'm interested in those shoes because they've watched my details, they've watched my history. Now you might not like that, but if you're in business, that's pretty exciting because it means you can target market. So here's my great question. What is your product or service going to do for the people in your world? Who's it going to do it for? What's it going to do? And how are you going to excite them to want to do business with you? And could it be that whatever your product or service, if somebody feels that you give a damn about them, that you care about them, that you have a connection, that you've got passion together, then your product or service might, it might be a connection that could be a long lasting connection. So, I want to give you, I've got this uh, Versace um, piece here just as an interesting example. Uh, I grew up in a household with a, a, you've heard the books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, I had a very, uh, a father with a headspace of wealth and abundance and quality. And he he demanded of me the best and he demanded of me to want the best for my life and to always want the best products or services. My mother, on the other hand, was the... If, if there's rich dad, poor dad, I had the rich dad, poor mum. My mum was um, bargain, save, budget. Uh, she used to go to the supermarket and every time every time she went to the supermarket, she would get the, the receipt from the checkout and go through each item individually and make sure that what was in the trolley and what was on the receipt was exactly the same. And maybe she, she saved... Thousands of dollars in her lifetime because she literally would go back if it was two, $2 off or 50 cents off or 5 cents off, she'd go back and get the money. So I was in a headspace growing up where my father demanded me to have the best of everything and to demand the best of myself, and my mother was the opposite. My mother was always look for the cheapest, always look for the budget, always look for the bargain. Well, they're two different headspaces, which is why I want to share, share this with you because. Uh, When I left home, I had a headspace of survival because I ran away from home and I had a headspace of a combination of both of those things. I wanted good quality, but I wanted bargains. And interestingly, uh, when I first started going to Beverly Hills, Rodeo Drive, I never used to go into the shops, I just used to window shop and I used to think to myself, isn't it ridiculous that people spend so much money on these things? You know, you could see, it's, if you haven't been to Rodeo Drive one time, it's it's a beautiful experience and if you've been lots of times, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, if you've seen the movie Pretty Woman, you'll know what I'm talking about. So all the top, top range fashion stores are in one street and you can invest spend or waste depending on how you look at it thousands of dollars on a handbag, thousands of dollars on a pair of shoes, thousands of dollars on a on a watch there's just literally an enormous amount of money uh, of, uh, can be invested wasted or spent on that on that street. Well I met a man in Versace his name was Luigi which is a very cool name for uh, an Italian person in an Italian store. And I never really had a, um, as I said, I used to just window shop because I just thought it was ridiculous. I I had a bit of my mother's headspace where why would you waste money on on expensive things that you don't need? Uh, I then did a lot of personal and professional development where I now understand that the things that we buy are not about owning things. It's about who you have to become to be able to afford those things. And one of the, the beautiful, and I'll just use a simple example, uh, quality is meant to last a long time. So if you look at, at some of the best, uh, Italian products in the world, for example, and I'm going to use Versace as an example, uh, Gianni Versace was a man who wanted to create, uh, beautiful things. Uh, Gucci, oh, Gucci says it beautiful, or said it beautifully. I want to create beautiful things that last forever. The Louis Vuitton product has been around for over 200 years and it's always about quality and, uh, creating uh, craftsmanship and art. It's literally an art. And the only reason I know a lot of those things now is I met Luigi in Versace, who took me through the Versace story. He was a guy that worked in a store who loved working in the store. And I became a target market for for Versace. And and not because of the products and not because of the... Oh, I'm losing my scarf. No, I found it again. (laughs) Ha ha. Not because of... I want to have a handbag or a pair of shoes because it's Versace. The label was never the thing for me. It was the story behind the company. Uh, It was the the passion that the the company created and developed. And if you know anything about the Gianni Versace story, he was shot outside his home in, in South Beach in Miami. He was murdered. Uh, but his daughter took over the company and it was interesting because the company's done a lot of rising and falling and rising and falling, but it's still going. Uh, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, that whole, that's now a conglomeration of, of, uh, of uh, products and companies. But the, the original people that started those companies, they had a vision they wanted to create beautiful things for people. And I'm sharing that with you because I wasn't part of the target market for the Versace store. I just used a window shop and think it was stupid until somebody shared the story with me. And then I became a fan, not even of the products, but of the people who, who started the company. So I have some really beautiful Versace pieces and I wear them not because they're Versace. I wear them because I like what the story stands for. And I'm sharing that with you because could marketing have a lot to do with who you are how your product or service will add value to people's lives. And you don't know. Obviously, if something makes somebody healthier, stronger, wealthier, happier, safer, better, makes their life better, then it's going to be a great product. But maybe people are going to buy your product or service because of your story. And should you be able to tell your story in such a beautiful way? And I'll I'll rephrase. Often people don't do business with you for what you do. They do business with you for why you do it. Why did you start your business? Why are you passionate about it? Why do you want to put your product or service into people's lives? So I'll go back to the beginning. Please don't try and sell bread to people who think that that bread's going to make them fat and they don't like it. Please don't try and sell fruit and vegetables to carnivores. Please don't try and sell, I'll use packaged meat as an example. Don't try and sell packaged meat to vegan vegetarians because they're not going to eat it. But the interesting thing about meat is there's all sorts of different kinds of meat that some people never eat packaged meat and there's other people that love it and they eat it every day. So you've, for your business to be successful, do what you're passionate about, become the best in the world at it for your customers and clients. Most importantly, find out who those customers and clients are. That's your target market. Hit them directly through the heart and into the head so that they, I want to buy this because it's logical and it makes me feel good. There's two parts to buying there. It's logical and it makes me feel good. And have a product or a service that you're really proud of so that you can tell the story beautifully. So target market and a beautiful business is do what you're passionate about, add value to people's lives, find out who those people are and keep adding value to their lives for, and I'll use Versace, I'll use Louis Vuitton, I'll use Rolex, I'll use Mercedes. Those companies have been going for a really long time because their goal is to make people feel good. Logically, it's a product or service that is high quality, but they people feel good when they buy them. Now there's a lot of people that will just disagree with everything I just said. There's a lot of people who like I used to say, why would you spend that much on a handbag? Why would you spend that much on a car? It's just a waste of money. So you're not gonna try and sell your product or service to people who think it's a waste of money. Find the people that you're going to add value to their lives and is it possible that they are your target market, talk directly to them and then business and your sales system and your success in business will actually be not just simple, it will be easy.